Well, good morning. Welcome to the Calling Community Church. So excited to have you here today. I, I know I probably say this too much, but I love Sunday morning. I love coming to work because this is the only day of the week the pastor works. You know that? So like I get to give it my all on that one day, you know, like just show up and then I get to go home and rest. Just coming to church and being with you guys. With, um, with church comes a lot of really exciting stuff, but also comes some pretty heavy, heavy stuff. And just this morning, I got a text message from Pastor Savage at the, at the Baptist Church to uh, alert me that there was a young man that goes to school here that died in a car accident last night. And his name is Luke Hogue, and his, his um, family, as you can imagine, are in a state of grief right now, and and so, and then we also have a family here today that they said goodbye to their mom yesterday. And um, man, what a privilege as a pastor to get to be there in the room with someone as their loved one has gone on to be uh, with Jesus. And um, it's heavy, but it's beautiful at the same time, you know? Like it's just this weightiness that you can't even imagine until you've walked down that road. So let's just pray right now. Um, especially for these two families. Uh, so would you just join me in prayer? So Lord, wow, we lift up the Hogue family um, and we lift up the school to you. Tomorrow will be a different day in the hallways of those who were connected to Luke and knew him in some capacity or another. Uh, Lord, we just pray for the administration, we pray for the social workers, we pray for people who are going to be in contact with students that are hurting. I pray right now against the spirit of despair in this place. Lift, lift that off, Lord. Let it not be here today. Let not, let, don't let anybody bring it in. Let it not be present here tomorrow. There'll be sadness, there'll be grieving, but no, no despair, Lord. Just pray that the enemy will not um, have his way with the students that are, are going to be affected by this. We pray for uh, Luke's mom and dad and for his sister. Would you be the father of mercy and the God of all comfort to them the same way that you've been the father of mercy and the God of all comfort to the Talbot family who said goodbye to Vicki yesterday. Lord, would you lift them up? Would worship cause us to be lifted up today? Uh, give us a new and a different perspective of life and of death. We thank you that we don't have to be anxious about anything because you are near us. We thank you that you're present with us here. No one is alone today because you're with them. So we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep, just keep praying for them, praying for their family as you think about them throughout the day. So just to let you know, if you're a guest or a visitor, we're so excited that you're here. We, uh, we're going to be taking, up, uh, taking the Lord's Supper today, sharing communion together. We believe if you belong to Jesus, you belong at the table. And um, we also believe that if you have yet to give in your life to Jesus, don't wait another minute. You can do it right here, right now. Because I, I, I drove home last night. And I called my mom and I cried and told her I loved her because 
um, the Talbot family let me have that, that privilege of being there. And I just said, Mom, I just want you to know I love you. No matter what happens, I just want you to know I love you, just in case. I'm driving right now, just in case you know, I don't make it home. Called all five of my siblings. The one sibling that I thought wouldn't answer the phone answered the phone. The rest of them didn't answer their phone. It's like blows me away. But I wanted to let them know that I loved them, you know, just in case. Just in case. And you need to let Jesus know that you love him. And he's, because you're here today, because he wants you to know that he loves you. And um, so examine yourself, get your heart ready as we come to the table. When you come uh, forward at the end of the service, that's when, if you have an offering to give, you'll place it in a basket as you come forward. I think it's a beautiful thing you're going to give before you receive. And then um, also just those attendance sheets that are in the bulletins, tear those off, fill them out. You guys did awesome. By the way, I just want to clap for you guys last week. That was the most cards I think we've ever received. And I spent like an hour at Bee Creek drinking coffee and writing notes. It was awesome. So don't give up. All right, keep doing it, filling that out every single week. Even though I see you, Dave, I know you're here, fill one out, all right? Just so that I'll be thinking about and praying for you later on today. And in the bulletins, all kinds of great information. Uh, tonight, Listen, we're going to be talking about worship today, and we're going to be, we just got through singing, and we're worshiping through his word, and tonight we're going to gather at Bethel House of Prayer right here in Platte City. It's at the other end of Maria's Mexican restaurant, that, that strip center on the other end, and 6.30 to 8.30, come, I invite you to come in and let the Bethel House of Prayer worship team, they're going to just minister to us, we're going to worship, we're going to sing, it'll be different, wholly different than what we even just experienced here, because the room's different. It's a smaller um, environment. And, and when people sing, you're going to hear it's going to be amazing. So please come tonight if you can. Bring your family. Stay as long as you can. Leave when you need to. 6.30 tonight. So this kicks off the series, the series of habits for our holiness. And growing in these, in these habits, these practical teachings, practicing things that we can do as followers of Jesus to grow in our faith, to draw us closer to one another, and prepare us to be sent out into the world. And so if you did not get one of these books, we have a few left here personally, but you can get them at Lifeway. You can get them on Amazon. Um, get them here fairly quickly. You're not that far behind. Just jump in and grab one and participate if you can. Here's how it'll work. I'll preach about it on Sunday. We're going to practice it throughout the week. And then, um, so if you, like, if you say, well, where do I start? Start reading, up, obviously, from the beginning and get to holiness or worship and read about it this week. Just read about worship this week. If you've already read about it and you're one of those people you like to go ahead, just keep going. You read it all if you want, but you're, just do that if you, if you can. And that way you're kind of following along. So remember that the motivating factor behind any of the disciplines as a follower of Jesus is love, not duty. It's love. It's his love for us that compels us and propels us to want to worship, to want to study his word, to want to pray. It's, it's what he's already done for us. All right, does that make sense? So you know that love is his banner over us. And because he loves us, I want to worship him. He's worth it. He's worthy of our worship. Worship is giving away, giving away your affections to someone or something. Okay, that's what worship is. And obviously the object of our worship is important. And worship is not about us, ladies and gentlemen. 
It's not about you. Worship has nothing to do with you, except for the fact that you are the one who has been designed and, uh, and placed, uh, desires in place in you to worship someone, something. And God wants to be that object of our affection. And so when we come into church, and this is just, a, I, I heard this message not too long ago from Francis Chan, and he was talking about, like, when you walk out of church, well, I don't know, the worship wasn't really that great today. He's like, really? The, the, when you think about worship, you think about God, like, God really wasn't that great today? Like, he's great all the time. He's worthy to be worshiped all the time. Like, he never changes. So you're, this might not be your genre, might not be your style of worship. Maybe we were heavy on the contemporary and light on the hymns, whatever it is, or maybe vice versa. I don't know. But that's really not the, that's not the point. If, that, if that's what we get focused on, we're missing who it is and why it is we're supposed to worship. Thank you. It's all about the one, right, who is worthy of our worship. And you know that worship is more than just singing, you know, so it's like, well, I, I, I didn't get there in time for worship because the music was already over. No, you're, you're still in time for worship. We're still worshiping. It just looks a little bit different than it was. We, weren't, we were standing earlier and we were all singing, or most of us were singing. But even though it's not about, just about singing, it's important that we sing all throughout Scripture. They're singing. There's singing going on in heaven right now. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They're singing it right now. And we just got to participate in that. We, we just blended, we harmonized, right, with the angels. Some of you better than others. And you know who you are. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> I sit up front so you don't have to hear me sing. <laughs> I get to sing out and nobody knows. There's power when we exalt the name of Jesus. When we lift his name up, there's like a force that pulls us along with it. Lifts us out of some of the dark, deep places that we've been in in our life. So in the book, he talks about different ways to worship. And he, he talked about how you can worship privately, right? You can worship by yourself. Lately, I've really been um, enjoying this, uh, it's called Worship Music Pandora Radio. If you're familiar with Pandora, type in Worship Music Piano and this channel comes up, man, if you want to reconnect with the past and, and just be drawn back into, like if you were a hymn person, there is some beautiful, beautiful music there. It has is, is taken me back to my uh, young days of young life when I was in 1995 when I started hanging out here at Platte County High School, going to basketball games with a cheesy mustache and people wondering like if I was just a creepy old man or if I had some kid that was still in, that was in high school. And I, I said no to the one and yes to the other. I was a creepy old man. Um, but, I, but, but Young Life, there was this, there's a couple songs that really just kind of shaped me. And those songs came up on this radio, this, this, uh, this station, and it just has this power to take me back. We, we love in our home, we love Elevation Worship. Go to YouTube and just type in Elevation Worship, and they have multiple songs where they're leading worship in front of thousands of people, or they're in just a small room where they're all just sitting around singing together. There's this one particular song that, uh, called I Believe. I believe that's what it's called, right? I believe. And that song, we would put Amelia, our granddaughter, to sleep to that song. We would put on Amel uh, Elevation Worship. We would 
we would hold her, I'd rub her head, and she would, she would uh, start going off to sleep. But at the end of every song, she would clap. They, they'd clap, and she'd be so tired, she'd clap her hands, and then she'd think she was asleep, and then she'd clap her hands. And finally, when she stopped clapping, we knew she was asleep. Well, that we listened to that song so much that one time when it was time for bed and we turned that song on, she's like, no, I don't want to go to sleep. She recognized that song. And, and matter of fact, one night we weren't even like, wasn't even close to time for bed. That song came on. It was even during the day, I think. And she's like, no, I don't want to go to sleep. So that was not necessarily a good thing. But, but worshiping privately, we have access to some of the greatest music that's ever been written. It's your fingertips. And God wants you to, to use it to focus on him. You can invite God into every area of your life that way. Thoughts, desires, and hopes, and ambitions, goals, relationships. You can even invite him into your possessions. You can go to um, the Dave Ramsey, you know, Financial Peace University, and worship God with your money instead of worshiping your money that God has given you. You can worship, you can have a daily devotional time. Some of you are really disciplined. You have a daily devotional time. Maybe you get up in the morning and you, and you have this time. And I, not too long ago, maybe I've heard, I shared this before, but I kind of had this like, this, this, I don't know, light bulb went off and I was thinking about, uh, thinking about this being more devoted and, and having more of a, a time of getting up and getting around, which I'm not so great at that even now. But I thought about the word grit. And so I've used the word grit a couple different ways and a couple different times. But I used the word grit at that particular time to think, I need to, gee, get up a little earlier. Amen? I need you to get up a little earlier. Even though some of you might get up way early now or you, maybe your shift is where you work at night or whatever. But I was like, I need to get up a little bit earlier. I need to get on my knees. So I need to start out my private worship time or my de devotional time with prayer. And then I need to R, I need to read just read the word. You should read the Bible first. And it's so hard not to want to go here first. Got to check my Facebook notifications. Got to see if there's anybody in the world that needs me. You know, like, who, who out there that needs me? You know, that's the kind of a pastor thing. Like, is there anybody? I'm on call, you know. So is there anybody? No, I'm good. But I need to read my Bible first. That has to be my first thing. That's got to be my, my devotion. It's got to be him first. So get on my knees, read my Bible, and then I think about, okay, my day, my day's coming up. Who can I, I invest in? Who can I invest in? Because I want to impact them in an intentional way. Like I want to point them and push them to Jesus if I can today. Who is it that's on my calendar that I can impact and invest in today? And then at the end of the day, T, how can I thank God for the blessings of the day? How can I even thank God for the difficult things that I went through, but I know that he was with me and I had to go through it? How can I be thankful in that particular moment? So that was my grit analogy or my acrostic or whatever you want to call it. And that was kind of helped me in my own personal devotional time. You can worship by memorizing God's word. Do you know that I know a guy who has flashcards with memory verses and he goes through them and his wife helps him and he memorizes God's word powerful. That's a great tool um, to, to put God's word in our heart. There's a benefit to that. One benefit is, is because then it's always accessible to you. It's just right here. 
And you don't have to like fumble around. Well, I know it's somewhere. Like you have it right here. And it comes in handy sometimes. The other day when I went to visit the Talbot family, um, I asked some people to pray for me specifically. I said, hey, I'm going to visit with the family. It's going to be, we're going to have a, it's going to be a hard conversation. It's not going to be easy. Would you pray that I would have the words to say? And people prayed. And it was a beautiful thing, Georgie. I was just thinking about this. It was a beautiful thing. I was, I was there with your mom. Like God just kept giving me his word for her. Because his word is so much more powerful than my words. My words are only so, they can only go so far. But his word extends into eternity. It lasts forever. And his words of comfort, his words of wisdom. And I wouldn't be able to give them away if I've never placed them in there. And I'm not saying I'm super good at this and I'm like totally devoted to it. I don't have flashcards, which I probably should. But, but when you put God's word in, you always have something good to give out, right? And it was a powerful thing. One benefit of it too, if you look in Psalm 119 verse 11, it says that if we treasure his word and we place it in our heart, it'll keep us from sin. It'll help you as you walk in this life, in this world, to keep from sin. Like when you have God's word as this, this protective barrier, it can help you. You can worship with a small group of believers. This is a great opportunity to get together and worship on a Sunday morning, but look for other opportunities throughout the week to gather with a few other people to worship together, whether it be through a Bible study or just sitting around a fire with men. Like we'll, we'll start that up here in a little while again. And we get together, and, and even though we're not singing, it's still worship because our focus is on God and what he's doing in our life. Tonight will be a great way to worship in a smaller group. And then you can worship wherever you find yourself. M many people will say, well, I, I mean, I, I have my best worship in a deer stand. Or I have my best worship when I'm on a boat on the lake or whatever. I, I, I don't say replace church with that, but I say augment your relationship with the Lord with that. While you're there, worship. Look around you. I mean, even, even the heavens worship. You know, Psalm 19 says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the expanse proclaims the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour out speech. Night after night, they communicate knowledge. They worship continuously. And that's just things that he created by speaking them into, play, into being. And then there's you and me that he created by breathing life into us. Nothing was created more to worship than you and I. Like that's our design. Worship has the power, and I prayed this earlier, to change our perspective. In Amelia's case, it had power to put you to sleep, but it also has power to wake you up to new realities, to help you see life differently than maybe you've ever seen it before. Worship has that, that power. Real quick, um, just as I'm thinking about, turn to Psalm 103, okay? Turn to Psalm 103. We'll, we'll get there in just a minute. That way you, you're already ready to go. Yeah, and by the way, if you want to just immerse yourself in some worship, just, just listen to the Psalms on your phone or on, over, on an app or whatever, or just read the Psalms. Start at like verse or chapter 95 and just read. <laughs> let it play in your car if you have that ability. Just let it play and you'll worship as you listen to it. So I met with uh, Tony on Wednesday and we were talking about worship. We were talking about, he brought up this idea of like, what are some barriers? What are some barriers that get in the way of our worship? 
What are some things that maybe keep us from being able to really worship him the way we were created to? And so, I, so I've placed this barrier of some of those things that get in the way. Now, I was challenged on my spelling on the word busyness. Don't have any doubt about my spelling ability because Google told me that's the way you spell it. Busyness, all right? And so these are some things that get in the way that could become barriers to us. These families that are walking through this loss right now, grief could be a barrier to keep us from being able to really worship God and to focus on his character and what it is he's trying to accomplish in our life. Grief can be one of those things. Fear. Just fear sometimes paralyzes us. And it keeps us, our face down, and it keeps us from looking up. Shame. I think guilt and shame kind of go together. The the past. Where we've been. Why would God want me to worship him? Would Would it even be acceptable to him? Why would he want anything to do with me? Because he knows where I've been. And he knows the things that I've done. And the enemy of your soul would love you to stay right there. And don't push through that. Don't bust through that barrier. Doubt. Doubt that he's really even listening. That he's really even worth it. Like, is there any purpose to this? Is there anything that we get from this? And then busyness is one of those things. Man, I just don't have time, Brady. I'm just so busy. You'll have times for the things that you make a priority in your life. You'll make time. And then it kind of leads to the last one. It leads to idols. You know, all throughout the Bible, God's pretty serious about us worshiping something other than him. If worship is giving our affection to something or someone, when we give our affection to the greatest level to something or someone other than God, my wife and I talk about it all the time. She goes, you're my almost, because you're not my everything. Amen. Come on. She knows it's true. I am a human being, and I will fail you at some point. Not intentionally, but I just will. But if she gives all of her attention and her affection to me first and not God, she's setting herself up for a disappointment. And I could become an idol to her. Our career, you name it, you fill in the blank. Anything that we say we love more. And you say, well, no, Brady, that's stupid. I don't love those things more. Be careful. <laughs> God's so serious about it that he gives ten commandments and the first two deal with this issue. Exodus 20 says, Then God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the place of slavery. Not Brady. Brady didn't do that. I probably would have wet myself going to talk to Pharaoh. Brady didn't do that. I had nothing to do with it. I am the Lord your God. It says, do not have other gods, little g, gods, besides me. There's only room for one. 
Do not make an idol for yourself, whether in the shape of anything in the heavens above or on the earth below. Don't worship angels. They're awesome. They're ministering spirits. And I believe that when Vicki Talbot went to be with Jesus, there were angels there to take her to be with him. I believe it. I've heard stories and I believe it's true, but they're not worthy of your worship. Only the Lord is worthy of your worship. You can't make something with your hand more, worth more than God. But they did it in Scripture, all throughout Scripture. And we think it's crazy. They made this golden cow. Oh, now this is our God. Finally, a God we can really rely on. Let's go. No, come on, cow. Let's go. <laughs> no, wait, but you're supposed to be leading us, cow. Why are you standing here? No, you, if, if it's a God you have to carry, it's not a God <laughs> worth worship. You want a God that can carry you, right? It says, in heavens above or the earth below or the waters under the earth, do not bow and worship to them. Do not serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Know how serious he is about this? Listen to what he says. Punishing the children for the father's iniquity to the third and fourth generations to those who hate me, but showing faithful love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commands. There is blessing in your family for worshiping the Lord. Parents, teach your children to worship the Lord. That's why we love it when kids stay in here a couple times during the, the month. Teach your children what it looks like for you to worship the Lord. When I was listening to those piano songs and I hear some of them, I hear my mom singing because she taught me how to love and worship God. And these same barriers we were talking about, these same barriers not only get in the relationship between us and God, but they also cause problems between you and me. When we have these things that go on, they cause problems in earthly relationships. But when we remove them, oh, right? When we remove them, then we can worship. When they're gone, now there's freedom. Now we can worship. And you know what? There's no bigger barrier than sin in our life. If you've got unconfessed sin, stuff that you're wrestling with and you're struggling with, it'll, you'll bump up against it every time you go to worship him. And you'll have to deal with it. Psalm 103. Subtitles, The Forgiving God. My soul bless the Lord and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. My soul bless the Lord and do not forget all of his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord execute acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve. Can I get an amen for that? Yes, amen. Or repaid us according to our iniquities. Man, if God kept track 
And if he wanted to use them against us, and that's the first thing that you encountered when you walked in the door this morning, you wouldn't stay here for very long. You would turn around and walk the other way. For high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is the faithful love towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of. (laughs) He knows who we are. He knows that we are dust. And as for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower of the field, and when the wind passes over it, it vanishes, and his place is no longer known. But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is towards those who fear him, and his righteousness towards the grandchildren of those who keep his covenant, who remember to observe his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and in his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all his angels of great strength who do his word, obedient to his command. Bless the Lord, all his armies, his servants who do his will. Bless the Lord, all of you, his works in all the places where he rules. My soul, bless the Lord. That's what he calls us to. And we can do it in so many different ways. It doesn't have to look like those around us. It can look differently. It doesn't have to look look the way it looked when you grew up in the church you grew up in. It can be different. It can be wholly different than that. But it has to be authentic. And it has to be from the heart. And it has to be real. But I think sometimes we hold ourselves back. Because of fear, maybe. Because of wondering what people will think. And, you know, I'm just not, I don't know, I don't want to lose control. I don't want to get too crazy. I don't want to cry. I don't want to whatever. But he's worth it. Oh, he's so worth it. If you, if you realize what it is that he's forgiven you from, if you realize how far it is that he's cast your sin away from you, if you realize how he sees you, oh, man, he's worth it. I love, I love what it says in Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, in view of God's mercy, in view of what he's done, in view of how much he's forgiven us and the, and the things that he's done for us and how incredible he is, in view of that, when you see that, when we really get a chance to see that, do you see it? I mean, are you missing it? Are you still like, oh, I'm, still, I'm still here, Brady. I'm on the floor now. I'm still in all these other things that are keeping me from being able to see it. But once our eyes are open and we see his great mercy in our life, it says that our only response, when we see it, our only response is to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. That's what the Bible says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, is your spiritual act of worship. That is your reasonable act of service is more than reasonable based on what he's done for us. Our debt has been paid. The way has been made for us to move forward. Freedom has been given. And ladies and gentlemen, most of us aren't tapping into it at the level and the capacity that we've been given, at the the level that he wants us to. We're, we're, We're missing it. And you know what? Me included. But the more and more that I press into this, the more and more that I listen, the more and more that I worship, the more and more I want it. 
I want to start seeing new things with my eyes that I've never seen before. I want to. I need to. I need to not forget this mercy that he's shown me. Like when he reminds me of his forgiveness. When I'm, when I'm reminded of my forgiveness for my sin, you know what it causes me to do? It causes me not to want to sin anymore. And it's not that I won't fail, and I, I'm sure I will, but I have a deeper desire to walk with him, to know him in a greater measure. Because I want him to bless my children. I want him to bless my grandchildren. I want Amelia to walk with Jesus when she grows up to be an adult because that's the best thing for her. I want Jessa to grow up and to love Jesus like her mom and dad loves Jesus. I want Jessa to lead people to Christ. I want Amelia to go back to Peru and lead her family to Jesus. Like, you know, maybe that's God's plan for her. We don't know. We don't know. But I love this in, in Romans 12, 1 and 2. When we, then we. Okay? When we, then we. When we do that, then we will know what his good, pleasing, and perfect will is for our life. If you want to know what he's calling you to, you want to know what he desires for your life, it's only going to happen when you give yourself to him. Once you do, then you're going to know, okay, this is what he wants me to do. Now he's giving me some direction. He, he's want, he wants me to use the gifts that I have, the abilities, the resources, whatever it is. He wants me to use those to bless other people because he's got good things prepared for you. The Bible says in advance for you to do. And you want to know the calling he has for your life. Because here's the deal. He's growing us up. He's drawing us together. But he's not going to keep you here. He's going to send you out. That doesn't mean he's going to send you to Mexico or send you to, to China on a mission trip. But he's going to send you to the people who are lost or broken who need to hear the same message. Right? That's what he's calling us to. As we get ready to take, uh, take communion and to observe Lord's Supper... I just, just leave those, leave those there, just walk around them, all right? Kick them out, whatever you want to do, just walk through them. The, the worship team's going to come, we'll sing, and, and if you're new, here's how we do this. Everybody will stand up when the music starts, and then ushers will, will guide you, and we'll go one row at a time. You'll come forward, you'll take the bread. You'll take the juice, you go back to your seat, and when everybody has, has the elements, then we will, we, will share, we will share in communion together. If you came prepared to give an offering today, Stephanie will be holding a basket there. Just drop it in the basket, your attendance sheet, drop that in there too. But I'm going to pray. And I want you to get prepared to come. So right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we worship you. We call on your name. We ask that you would break down any of these barriers that are keeping us from fully entering in If we're afraid that you won't receive us, God, you won't love us, and once we get there, take away that fear. You love us just the way that we are. You've cast our sin so far away from us. If we've constructed idols with our hands, God, 
that we tend to love and worship more than we worship you. God, I pray that we would break those. We would destroy them. Leave them in a pile of rubble as we come enter into your presence. If you're here today and you've said, I've never confessed Christ as my Lord with my mouth. I don't, I've never believed in my heart that Jesus was raised from the dead. I pray that you right now call in the name of the Lord to be saved. Ask him to forgive you. Cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Ask him to, to come to live inside of you to where you become a temple of the Holy Spirit where, where he can set himself up as the one true God, the one thing worthy of your worship in your life so that you can walk with him from this day forward. The Bible says all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. It includes you. includes me. So come. Meet us. Lord Jesus, meet us in the elements today. Remind us of your great love for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.